The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this ch***ns me? No, 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 no! Actually, I'm surprisingly sober. Uh, let me just, I have this giant bottle of peach tree sna- schnapps beside me. So um, I was celebrating earlier. Oh yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Holy, whoever made schnapps uh, fucking hated people. Um, hey everyone, welcome back to Trenifesto, the finding out Santa isn't real from your friends of podcasts. I am one of your hosts. Wait, Santa, Santa's not real? Oh, oh shit. Oh, come on, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh god holy shit that i fucking hate schnapps i don't know why i'm doing this um yeah uh i i got into school everybody okay that was that was it i just wanted to share that which is congratulations now you have somewhere you can find out that santa isn't real uh no i (laughs) look that's my major actually yeah exactly it's uh it's a bachelor of fine arts it's just finding out santa isn't real um and uh i get to do a bunch of math it's great i get to go have the high school experience i always wanted all right so hey everyone welcome back uh so this week as usual i'm madeline hops i am joined this week by Ree carter the one who's always here <laughs> and devlin galloway replacing amy yet again devlin devlin being the virgil of this podcast and uh <laughs> and re being the matt crispin um it's uh <laughs> Can I say that my probably my absolute favorite consistent bit on Chapo Trap House is the joke about um, Virgil being trans? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only they only make the joke sometimes, but like I remember there was one episode where Amber was just like I can't remember, they were like interviewing somebody where they but Amber was just like oh yeah it was just great for me and Virgil to finally have another girl on the show. <laughs> Holy fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, so either way, uh, yeah, Virgil, Texas, come on the pod. Let's keep yeah. this conversation going. I don't want to talk about what we're actually talking about today. I'd rather yeah, actually, just... yeah, no, let's, uh, let's all... Uh, so, let's yeah, review I, other podcasts. I, how about this? Can we literally talk about anything else? You know what's, you know what's, you know what's topical? I, I hear that Donald Trump has small hands. I, uh, uh, I hear that really irritates him, possibly even triggers him. Wait, the orange Cheeto man? <gasps> the bad man said bad things? Chester Cheese? Oh my god. But from the alternate universe? We are the new pod, save America! Anyways. Anyways, uh, we can't put this off anymore. So, hey, we put this tweet out uh, about a week ago, thinking it was a joke, and it turns out that... Uh, was it like the laughs on us, the jokes on? Ha ha! That's a, that's a segue bit. Um, to the f- oh fuck! I still uh, last second. We can duck out of this anytime. We can basically just say that one of us died, and we don't have to do this. Well, no, Amy already died from coronavirus. That's so true. Hello, I'm the new third member of this podcast. I thought Amy died of ligma. What? Who? Steve Jobs. <laughs> ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. This is good radio. Yeah, this, this is very is, good radio. This is content. Anyways, we're we're reviewing the 1993 American comedy drama film, Mrs. Doubtfire, and uh, I think I speak for most of us when I say I'm glad Robin Williams is dead. So, anyways, Whoa. before we <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Boo. Whoa. 
Boo. So that way they he doesn't have to see, listen to us like have our opinion on this movie that is certainly in all respect of the word stood the t- test of time. Um, so before we get into that, uh, a brief synopsis. I believe Reed drew the short straw on this one. So Mrs. Doubtfire is a film from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> This is, okay, so what are you just going twi- to try to dwell on the neutral parts of this? Because there's no good parts; it's just neutral right. parts. If you really want to, there's a feature on Wikipedia that reads the article synopsis for you. None of us have to do this; just record the voice on Wikipedia <laughs> reading it for us. No, part of the joy is listening to you people Although suffer through Daniel this. Although Daniel highlights freelance <laughs> voice actor it's, and devoted father. It's, <laughs> it's the fucking speak and spell. No I wait, no wait. I got, I got to do it. I got to. All right. This film was made in 1993. I will kill your family. This is what happens when Amy's not here. <laughs> I just derail everything. I bring the chaotic energy. Okay, out. Oh so Robin Williams plays a f- frequently out of work voice actor named Danny. All right, so far so, so good. So far so good. Yeah. Who is the fun parent to three kids, Lydia, Chris, and Natalie, one of which is played by a very, very young Mara Wilson, which is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I forget. I just forget which kid it is. Whoa, I didn't Um, realize that. Oh, yeah. yeah, This is, I think this is like before Matilda and Seth. Oh, we we stand Matilda. Absolutely stand Matilda. Yeah, if we can figure out a, a way to do Matilda on the show, we will because Um, it's a great movie. Also, wasn't it, what, oh, who's his face? Um, Danny DeVito directed. Uh, fucking Matilda. I didn't realize that. What the uh, hell? What? A gem. I, a gem. Danny DeVito's a gem. Yeah, absolutely. Best da- man. Danny, Danny DeVito would never misgender you. No, Danny DeVito throws down for trans people. I mean, like, he was at the Pride Parade. He's fucking, he wrote, held up, like, trans rights or human rights. The fucking yeah. Man slaps. Yeah, big big Bernie head. Uh, uh, anyways, let's you, just Danny. move on to Any- the, back to anyways, reality. So... They, after just being a, like, frequently unemployed and constantly making a mess of the house to have fun with the kids and not really pulling his weight, uh, eventually uh, Danny's wife wants a divorce. He gets kicked out and ba- and gets only partial custody of the kids until he gets a job and a house. As is so, tradition in the 90s. As is tradition. So this is a, just so you know, this is a father's rights propaganda film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is a big. This is this movie is big early MRA like. No, that's energy. fair enough. I mean, I like, guess for MRA, you know, if we have to ask the question, is this good representation for MRAs? It is. Oh. You know what? Oh. Somebody, something has to. Also, too. I'm hanging up. Also, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Devlin, Devlin, Devlin. What? Robin Williams was awarded the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in this film. <laughs> and I'm done. Goodbye. Hey, you know what? Say what you will, Robin Williams is easily the one of the best parts of this film just because he's like, like I, he just, he's a great actor, but he constantly just plays himself. Yeah, it's just Robin so Williams like, being Robin Williams. Like, because there's this one scene where he's like making his case to the uh, his social worker, and there's just a montage of him doing funny jokes and like really dated mm-hmm. like references. Yeah, just all the voices. Yeah, just doing voices, but like voices of like characters and like people who you haven't heard of about in like yeah. So years. so so yeah. Another good thing about this film is is that Robin Williams can do impressions. We're not talking about whether they're good or bad. Is, they can yeah. do impressions. Is that what I'm like? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, once uh, the mother 
decides to put out a, um, uh, a an ad to get a housekeeper, uh, Robin Williams decides to go to his brother and his brother's partner, who are effect- the only queer characters in the film who are at one point affectionately uh, named um, Uncle Frank and Auntie Jack. And we do love them. I love. We do oh, I love, love We that. do love them. That was they, so fun. They, they are good. They are good. Yeah. That's yeah. good yeah, representation. Like, like very, very typical, like kind of the butch in the femme yeah. sort of like, and they both work in like makeup effects for film and everything. But mostly but harmless tropes. Anyways, he shut. Also, like I mentioned it earlier, but I, yeah. I missed the cigarette voice oh, yeah. person D- in anything. Hey, guys. Uh, why don't you come over and give my... I just want somebody who sounds like this. Give Mommy a pack of smokes. <laughs> oh, darling, I've been waiting for this day forever. Honey, why won't you eat me out anymore? Uh. <laughs> anyway. Don't be afraid of your feelings. <laughs> my voice is about as stubbly as my legs. Where's Mommy's smokes? Why are you afraid of commitment? <laughs> So anyways, my dick. oh god, that was so loud. <laughs> anyways, so there's this great scene. There's this great scene where he goes up and like goes to his brother and he says, "Open the door." It's like, it's like I want you to make me a woman. And his brother's like, "I'm so <laughs> proud of you." That was good. You know, that was good. that was that was a you know, charming you know, moment. Yeah, like because it was this, this again this interesting period where like. You know, because of, like, the Jerry Springer and all of that, people were familiar with the concept of a sex change and transgender yeah. people enough to make jokes like that. It was, you know, that's where that's where we were with the, with the movement then. Jesus, remember the Jerry Springer days of, like, that was the only time you saw trans representation on television was Jerry fucking Springer? Oh, God, I feel like, honestly, I feel like that should be an episode all to its own. Yeah, that's not... a, there's a lot to talk about Jesus, there. no kidding. I don't know if that's worse than wa- watching this movie is... Yeah, honestly, yeah. Episode after episode of Jerry Springer. (laughs) We should do a Springer episode. Can that be a live stream? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. As you can tell, we're desperate to talk about literally anything else. So Robin Williams becomes Mrs. Doubtfire using all these prosthetics and everything. Has a, has a very fun like montage of trying on different like makeups and wigs and faces and doing different characters. Um... And eventually, like, goes in is this, like, you know, sort of English nanny, very proper, goes to, and then goes to the family and, you know, is, like, starts becoming their... Like, imagine, um, like, imagine if, like, Margaret Thatcher was, like, a soft mommy dom. That was basically what Mrs. Doubtfire is. Please. (laughs) Margaret Thatcher was a soft mommy dom. I want to find I want to find that one tweet about like Elizabeth Warren being a president who will like t- tuck you in at bed and tell you you did, you were you were a good and then gave you milk and cookies <laughs> at the end of the day, but just replace that. Anyways, I still won't forgive um, you for that uh, Pete Buttigieg deep fake. <laughs> I want cummies. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was li- I was listening to this podcast and I was disgusted by the homophobic attacks on Mr. Pete Buttigieg, thinking that just because he's a gay man, he wants cummies from mommy. He wants, no. milk- he-, <laughs> he wants milkies from mommy's titties. Oh, no. I am. Un- when is Bernie Sanders going to call out his supporters for this attack? Anyways, next uh, next next episode. Look forward to our special guest Bernie Sanders calling us out for our <laughs> <Yes. attacks. laughs> Let me be clear. 
the top 1% own 99% of the mommy doms. <laughs> I am proposing cummies for all. It's a comprehensive plan. Oh, no. I'm done. I want an office ride. Danish girl, not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> okay. We should uh, obliterate the sun for Greta. <laughs> I have seen these cats online. They are called lol cats. I believe it is because you laugh when you see them. I think I would make the best. Oh, wait, I fucked it up. <laughs> I... Every every person deserves the right to have cheeseburger. <laughs> Personally, I feel like I am the jellical choice. Why? <laughs> Why is it that the top two girls get the one cup? <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> Anyways, can I please finish the synopsis? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> okay. So, anyways. Oh, Christ. They do their whole thing. There's a whole bunch of stuff. They have lots, like, the Mrs. Doubtfire is great, and there's shenanigans where... And goings oh, on. Oh, no, the social, walker, the social worker came over while... Right when Robin Williams is coming home is Miss Doubtfire. Oh, gotta quickly change in and out of the costume. And then there's, like, this ongoing joke about this bus driver who keeps hitting on... This is a very, very nice, well-meaning bus driver who keeps hitting on Mrs. Doubt Doubtfire. I love the like, scene with the hairy leg. Oh, right, yeah. with the hairy leg. Where, like, sees, like, Robin Williams, like, super hairy leg is just like, You know I like that Mediterranean look on women. It's natural, <laughs> just like God made you. <laughs> Bada boom. You know what I don't... <laughs> yeah. You know what I didn't realize is that in the 90s, all bus drivers looked like like milk delivery men who eventually became serial killers. Well, all milk delivery men did become bus drivers. It happened. Oh, okay. So it's a Zodiac killer was a bus driver. And Ted yeah. Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, they the kids figure out that Miss Doubtfire is their dad because they catch him standing up to pee, which obviously means that they immediately run and say, we have to call the cops because... He's a, he, she's a he, she, she's a she, 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 and they threaten violence. Kids are because, narcs, basically, in this film. Yeah, ki kids, are, kids are narcs in this film, and then it's like, oh, no, it's okay, because it's our dad. And it's like, you don't like wearing that, do you? It's like, no, 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 it's not a lifestyle. It's just a job, which, I mean, I can, I can, I can relate. I mean, like, like look, you know, look we've all been there at some point in time. It's just like, yeah, no, I'm totally wearing these fishnets for work. At some yeah. point. I mean, I wouldn't have transitioned if I if it wasn't for, you know, Patreon money from a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to we give all... you my real actual excuse for when my family asks questions about my attire. Mm -hmm. It's for a show, Dad. <laughs> I'm doing Peter Pan, but gayer. <laughs> the, the, sh uh, the show is life, Dad. <laughs> Why are you wearing makeup? Uh, I'm playing a show later. Yeah. It's a, it's my one person show. Uh, Devlin, I hardly knew thee. Yes. Oh God, I'm drunk. Uh, can I tell you something really sad? And we can cut this out <laughs> if this is too sad. I can, we can cut this out this if this is too sad. So as my grandfather was like kind of passing away, um, it was right at the early parts of my transition. So the last thing I remember him saying to me was him looking at me and asking me why I had my nails painted, like and asking me what game what game I was playing. I'm literally making that gif face of Michael from The Office where he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so that's that's depressing because that's the last thing I remember my grandfather ever telling me. Anyways, so uh, the part, uh, so Pierce, you couldn't even pretend to have been cishet for your grandpa dying. Jesus, Reed. I when my when my family dies collectively, apparently because they're all going in the fire, I will at least have the decency to show up in a suit. Well, well, in a skirt to 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 to, to, follow, to follow. To follow that up, my, my grandfather's my grandfather's wake. I ended up sho- I, it was the day after an incredibly rough mushroom trip, where also I showed up I, I, after transition to a lot of people who haven't seen me since I was a child. So that was a oh, rough so, day so for me. What you would call that a sobering experience? I mean, Good I was, God. as in, as in I was sobering throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, where the hell were we in the synopsis? <laughs> this movie's bringing out the worst. So Pierce Brosnan is in this film, uh, who plays the hunky, you know, person that is trying to get with the mom. Also, who is and Pierce Brosnan for? I'm sorry, was that like what was the goings on in the '90s? Like that was the. I mean, to, well, I mean, he was. To be fair, was that he was still uh, James Bond then, wasn't he? Yeah, but like I don't know. Like I just saw Holy him in fuck, a speedo that's in this where I film. Recognize him from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I saw him in a speedo, and it was just like, ugh, like I don't know. Maybe it's you know what? We were just coming off the '80s where it was the Burt Reynolds uh, cocaine. I mean. Trip. Yeah, no, he he's he's definitely nineties hot. Okay, so, that's fair. Somebody's into it. So he's around, and so you know, obviously Robin Williams is pissed off and is constantly trying to like ruin that relationship. Uh, side thing is that eventually Robin Williams gets uh, spotted, you know, being charming by a TV producer who's like, "Oh, I want to give you a job." Uh, or I want to hear your ideas. Come down to the local station. So anyway, and so, anyways, a dinner with his family and Pierce Brosnan a- ends up being scheduled at the exact same time as a meeting with the TV executive. So it has to do the whole like you know two dates at one restaurant jo- joke. Yeah, but who's on switching first? in switching into the out of the, in, in and out of the outfit? Which I mean, like you know, going into the women's bathroom and coming out as a man and coming out as a woman, you know, big move. Yeah, all been yeah there. exactly. Uh, that is the gay agenda. You know, you know, earlier, earlier, there's a scene where, you know, like is just literally rips off the rips off his face in order to appear as a man to a, um, you know, official which, who came into which again his house is relatable. It's relatable. We've like early there. transition. You're just like, I can't have anybody know this. And just like, you're all dressed up and like someone comes over. You're like, fuck this. Yeah, it's like, why are you wearing a bathrobe? No reason. No, I was just doing not gay things. I was just doing not gay things. Anyways. I was being completely hetero. Um, shenanigans happen. Eventually, you know, does like the running back and forth thing and is like, oh, who's like, oh, no, I accidentally left this on. Oh, da, da, da. Anyways. So, and eventually gets figured out. Um, the parent, like, it gets figured out. The mom, you know, takes back to court and the judge is very disappointed with Robin Williams' uh, deviant lifestyle because, again, <laughs> not... And, and takes away t- takes away all custody and suggests uh, therapy and everything because, again, you know, this was the period where that was funny. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh. But then, you know, Miss Doubtfire was such a good nanny that eventually the mom decides that it's okay and then they sort of work it out and it's... The whole family gets back together. That's the movie. Feel good. Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much all there is to it. I can't... Look, okay, uh, let's just fucking do this. All right. So, 
A couple of interesting bits of uh, information, uh, courtesy of Wikipedia and Devlin. Uh, this was the second highest grossing film of 1993. Um, thank God for Jurassic Park. Which is good trans representation, yeah. may I say. Yeah. No, yeah, no, we all agree on that. Um, uh, it's also in the American Film Institute's AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs, and 40th on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies of All Time. Why do they all have bad taste? I just, because there are reasons. Uh, you could also go to the Musée, uh, Musée Miniature Cinema in uh, France to see Robin Williams' latex mask from the movie. I was going to send that to you guys because it's absolutely horrifying. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they just killed Robin Williams. Oh, wait. Oh. Anyways, um, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that joke seems to keep coming up right now, you know? Look, I this movie, both as representation and as a movie, sucks. I'm sorry it does, like... I really didn't want to review this film because I remember in my fucking head, like, this was like, oh, it was a pretty charming movie, and it was pretty cool. And, like, even outside of the trans things, there's just, the movie's just awful. Like, the, the fucking, like, the mixed, like, costume bits and stuff like that were just not even funny. It was like a rendition of who's on first. Yeah, I mean, like, Robin Williams has a lot of natural charisma, so I definitely did laugh. Like, in Snicker, at a lot of parts, and there were, like, definitely some jokes that got me, but also there's just a lot of just you know mild like a lot of gay panic and like transphobia just sprinkled in there because like the joke is that it's a man who look or a man dressed as a woman and therefore which i mean even like i think the core conceit of this isn't necessarily like doesn't have to be problematic but you know dude looks like a lady is is played at a sting and there's like there's uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite transphobic jokes from this one was uh when Robin Williams is like uh in all of these different voices calling his ex-wife be as different applicants for the job oh, yeah. and it's like does like it's like you have oh you have a son oh I don't work with the males because I used to be Oh one. god that was just so bad I know. Right? I actually had to pause and come back after that one. I'm yeah, like, just walk away. But also, there also there's giggles like you know where like he accidentally lits let, lit, lits his boobs on fire and is like, oh my first day as a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. Yeah, like, which that's just Rob that's Williams. That's like that's the that's the kind of joke that I would make like if I accidentally like burn myself on something. Yeah, oh, like first day as a woman. Making and it's not flashes. like I mean, like I would argue that the whole like I don't know like I don't think you could like this movie was too tropey in terms of like I think of any modern day redeemable qualities. Um, it's kind of like up there with like white chicks. Um, but it, uh, even though white chicks was kind of funny. Um, but I don't know, like the, the whole, tr- like, I don't know, like Robin Williams saved it by being Robin Williams in certain places. Like when, in the beginning, when he's doing the whole singing as the bird, um, like that was cool to yeah. see. Uh, and then he had this, like, it was beautiful. This moment, like, I think what could best exemplify this film is that in the beginning, uh, he stops doing a voice acting work because there is a bird smoking on screen and he takes this moral high ground stance about how he doesn't want to uh, influence kids into smoking. And then that's immediately undercut by the fact he starts doing a racist accent. And I'm just like, well, thanks. Like, it's just like, it's just swing and a miss. Yeah. Well, I think this is really a good snapshot of just the attitude, attitude towards like gender nonconformity at the time. Yeah. Like, cause I'm thinking about comparing this to another movie we should do. Um, some like it hot. 
which also has, you know, like, guys dressed as a woman jokes, which just does not lay into the, like, homophobia and transphobia as much for a movie that came out in, like, the 50s. Oh, shit, I haven't seen that one. Okay. I haven't seen that one oh, either. Oh, it's, it's great, but it's, like, you know, because the whole joke is that it's, um... The two guys who are, like, on the run, so they end up dressing as women and, like, joining a Marilyn Monroe's band. And they're, but they're, like, you know, passing as women. They have to, like, you know, keep their heads down and stuff. But it's, like, the jokes are much more tasteful. At least, to my memory, I think we should do that episode soon and then we can, I, I can be proven wrong. But, like, you know, that in the 50s versus, like, this in the 90s, very different vibes. But I think that's because, you know trans like queer stuff had become more much more spectacleized like same with like gay stuff as well as um trans stuff oh yeah i guess that's a valid point yeah yeah so then the the jokes were different about it like you could have gay characters but only if they were like a very like campy joke because you can assume that enough people have a person like this in their family to like get a joke of, to have the joke but society doesn't take them seriously so you can get away with yeah that. and actually speaking on that note too like it's interesting like i like because sometimes like it's hard to spot progress like the one thing i liked about this movie was the fact that it is a gateway into a different time that was not that long ago like i remember yeah. watching this movie when it came out you know i was young it was about like i think at the time it would have been like around six or seven years old and it's like i remember watching this film and like it was great and i loved it and then i watched it again now and it's completely destroyed but like seeing like society's attitude towards trans people i would say like i i would i would encourage well maybe not encourage is the right word but i would suggest that maybe some people will actually watch this movie because if you want like things do suck now in a lot of regards but if you watch this movie you're like wow we are doing way better than we did only fucking 20 years ago well there's this great joke right at, right near the end where he's talking to the TV producer and he's like trying to explain why he has lipstick on because of the whole like jumping in between people, jumping in between costumes and stuff. And he's like, oh, I oh I ran into my ex-girlfriend over there and we just couldn't keep our hands up. And the guy's like, does your girlfriend have a girlfriend? Like insinuating that he wants to like, oh, is there someone else I can hook up with? It's like, does your girlfriend have a girlfriend? And Robin's like, well, it's the 90s. You might. <laughs> okay, God. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. I forgot about that one. Yeah, which is, like, also, you know, I guess that's something, considering, like, if that was a step that they that people thought they needed to take to get to actual gay acceptance, like, yeah. there there it is. Yeah, and I mean, like, it, it was, like, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a good looking glass into what was, but, like, I don't know, like... We've, we've come so this far. This came out, like, I can't remember who, yeah, I can't remember who, which one of you said this, but, like, this came out around the same time as Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like. Which is, like, it's not real, like, like Ace Ventura, it's not really representation, but it, for a good period of time, like, if you were to come out as, like, trans or be in any way gender nonconforming, this would be a cultural touchstone that would jump into people's heads. Yeah. No, agreed. I, yeah. like, I like again. Prior to watching this film, I was like, "Oh, I remember this movie. It was great. I'm sure it only had that dude looks like a lady bit." And I think that was the only problematic bit. And then I watched it. it was, Holy fuck! There's so much more. Like the kids being fucking narcs about it, which I guess is still weird. Walking in someone pissing regardless. I know. Like but... also like the threats of like you know police and violence. Like again, just for. Because the idea is, like, oh, if a man is dressed as a woman, they are a pervert. Like, there's absolutely no other explanation, and that's, like, the base assumption. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and, that's... It, and it's a fucking trope, and it's, like, it's, I don't know, it's fucking annoying. Because it's just, like, I, like, ugh. Just, like, all the jokes in this movie, like, all revolve around, like, double takes and, like... Innuendos. People being weirded out and innuendo and threats of violence for... It's just, none of the jokes have a good message. It's all, like, that's weird. Yeah, that's perverted. I don't get it. Yeah, like there's um, like there there was even was it um, 
Uh, there's a note here. Williams later recounted how he used to walk through San Francisco dressed in full makeup and costume as Mrs. Eugenia Deadfire, and on one occasion visiting a sex shop to buy a large dildo and other toys. So like, wait, what? Yeah, I was just reading this like as a note from the production thing. So it was just like, I don't know, like, like it's this is like, I guess this is like a really good example of like why this podcast exists. It's just like we we have to go back and take a look at these so that we hopefully get better. Like I, I like I wouldn't say that maybe I want to watch it more than, but. I almost prefer watching Girl as opposed to this film. Mm-hmm. Like, Girl was at least just, like, like tr- even though it failed miserably, it was, like, trying to be sensitive with the subject matter. And I get that this is a comedy, but, like, it fucking sucked. I'm sorry. This movie just sucks. There's, there's it's no... It's bad. Like, it's just bad. <laughs> there's not much more we can do to make in this episode because it's just the film is awful. Like, it's not funny. It's not, like, if something is really, like, I, I think about, like, Ticked Off Tranny with Knives. Like, that had some, like, very questionable content, but, like, it was funny. And it's kind of like the rule I have in the house here with Rain, which is just, like, if I laugh, you're off the hook. And so, like, if you can make me laugh in a show, then it's like, okay, well, maybe I can kind of overlook that that little imperfection there or whatever case is. You know, I still know it, but I can overlook it. But this film just, like... There was there. I was waiting for relief. It was two hours long, and it felt like six. And it just the relief never came. Yeah, well, because I think also we are looking for like queer humor, and like this is like completely like not any. It, it it's only the only reason that it's on our radar is because it like you know culturally jammed itself into our lives, yeah. which is why we're like judge we're judging it from this point. So I don't know. Maybe if it was. Like maybe if the, if that weren't the case, maybe it might come off differently. But like it has just it has not aged very well. No, not at all. Um, and yeah, I can't think what else much we could say on this. Like unless even in the movie, it's just boring though. That's exactly <laughs> my point. Like it's just like there's no part of this that is entertaining. Like it's no no fun. Like I, I and there are there are better Robin Williams movies. Yeah, like I I would I would say that fucking go uh, watch Ace, Aladdin. Yeah, well, oh uh, yeah, classic. I wonder, do they? Did either of you ever watch Bicentennial Man? Yes. Do you think that there's like enough of a? Do you think there's a, there's enough of a through line there to do like a trans narrative of that movie? Because um, it's about a robot who keeps going through procedures to try to become more human, and I don't know. Maybe maybe I could, maybe I'm overthinking it. No, no, no. I could bullshit my way through that. Hey, if we can do Gremlins, we can do anything. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, I guess that would be another like, me episode than one of Gremlins had like less content, yet we like were able, there was a lot more to talk about. I think it's just like this one was, I think the problem, and this is kind of like a good idea of like the effect nostalgia has. Like I look back at this movie with fond memories until I watched it. And I think like, you know, I mean like, I think that like on a more serious note, that speaks to a lot of like transphobes. Uh, in the sense of just like, you know, they look back at stuff or like, you know, homophobes, racists, whatever the case is, or people that look back at that, like, oh, I remember that humor not being so funny. I think a lot of times, like if you just make someone watch a movie that they thought was okay with problematic tropes in it, like now, and it's say it's like 20 years later, I don't think they're going to respond the same way. Well, I also like a, definitely a problem with this movie, kind of same with Ace Ventura is that as like trans stuff becomes more public, you know, people are like are still going to like, like Gen Xers and boomers and shit are still going to look back on these movies and like, you know, have more transphobic fuel to like project onto it in the same way that we're projecting like our experience onto it. Like transphobes are going to watch these kinds of movies and say like, they're going to have more to laugh at, like in a transphobic way than they even would have at the time, which is something that kind of sucks. No, I agree. That sucks. Yeah. Like I, 
I can see this being co-opted for negative terms. Well, I mean, like, people are going to watch it and be like, instead of, like, back at the time being like, oh, like that thing that I never think about, they'll be able to actually, like, have name. Like, oh, that's, like, ha, that's, just, that's what Caitlyn Jenner looks like. That's what, like, so in, like, different, like, trans people who they might actually know the name of to project onto it and, like, also then apply that to people in their family. No, that's true. That's a valid point. That um, sucks. Yeah, th- yeah, this movie needs to uh, burn, and we should all go back to watching uh, Robin Williams as a genie. Because uh, I don't, because that movie, Aladdin definitely has absolutely zero problematic parts to it whatsoever. Luckily, we can watch Aladdin. That's probably, that is, that's probably wrong, but I, I mostly agree being sarcastic. with you. It's entirely problematic. This was my first time watching this movie. <laughs> I just want to say this was my first time ever watching Mrs. Doubtfire. I did not watch it as a kid, so I did not have nostalgia goggles. Okay. And everyone as a kid, you're all bad. This is bad. <laughs> you're bad for liking it. Listen, all right? We were busy fucking, I don't know. Huffing pogs, whatever the fuck we were doing in the 90s. I don't fucking know. I was right to watch Jurassic Park like six times a week and not touch this one. Yeah, no, I think that was why uh, you're non-binary. Um, it's because you watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, um... I just I just want to be like uh, my dinos. Yeah, dino DNA. Dino science. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. No. How about I go back and find every VHS copy of Ms. Doubtfire and just replace it with... Nah, uh, uh. Nah, uh, uh. Nah, uh, uh. <laughs> or just or a deep fake of Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> why is it one percent of the dinosaur park owners owe ninety nine percent of the dinosaurs? <laughs> you pay your technicians. If they had socialized medical, they wouldn't have just sold a, your a, dinosaur DNA. Genetics for all. <laughs> Jurassic, a, a Jurassic Park movie that takes place on Little St James Island, like Epstein's Island. Perfect. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> and on that hey, note, you don't, you don't know what he was doing in his freaky sex temple. It's the island cloning of, dinosaurs. It's the island of Doctor Moreau. Oh, perfect. Well, hey, thank you. Oh, this is gonna be a shorter episode. I'm gonna clear us out of this quickly so we can all pretend this episode never happened. There you go. We did Doubtfire. Fuck anybody who encouraged this. I love except our patrons who we love. I'm refunding my five dollars. <laughs> so thank you all again for joining us this week uh and thank you as always to devlin for being on the show because we love them i'm sure i'll be back for another cartoon or weird one yeah no uh hey if we're lucky and i'm not lazy uh we can do the new she-ra which is good that would be good yeah would you like that yeah buddy buddy friend hey guy hey buddy (laughs) friend friend guy guy. you want buddy friend guy Uh... you want you want some you want to watch some she-ra Hey there, yes. now, Okay, anyways. <laughs> I'm Madeline Hops. I'm at rabbit underscore is dead on Twitter and Twitch. I'm Ree Carter at Ree Carter. I'm Devlin at Devlin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram if you want. And if you haven't yet, if you live in the States, go vote for Bernie or do some yeah. do some Bernie. Get on some Bernie shit. Hey, hey, like, hey. Go I- do whatever the fuck you can. We're in Canada, so we're fucked, but... You guys, it's not too late for you guys. Hey, 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 you know what? I still think if we push it, Kamala Harris can make a comeback. I'm just saying. I'm calling it now. Kamala, come on the pod. Um, <laughs> Kamala, come on the pod. Um, I, th- I think we could, we could get Marianne Williams. Yeah. Hey, do you think we'll ever be famous enough that the fucking New York Times will do a hit piece on us? I hope so. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? Um, anyway. You can, leave me at, you can leave me out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> How can we? You're our Amber. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyways... 
We love you all, and we'll see you all again in another week. Okay, bye! Bye. In America, some people want small Mommy GF with small Milky, but we need to make sure the tent is big enough for the Mommy GF with Biggie Milky and penis. My God, I need this. <laughs> <laughs>